Okay, are there any virgins here? Yes! First time listeners, welcome. What in the name of God is going on here? Now well, we're ready to roll. Inside the with Johnny Compion. Game over, bitches. Welcome to hell. Prepare for your first beating. Inside the Man Cave podcast show. Follow me at Johnny Compion on Twitter. Like and subscribe my YouTube page. Pass the word around. You can follow me on IG, Facebook, slash Meta, and TikTok. Oh, man. What a rough couple days it's been for me. Oh. I lost track of my days. So... Bear with me. I, I was going to come on and do a review of what I witnessed on Sunday night. And, uh, man, there's a lot lot to talk about. So I had to save up my energy, build up, build it back up to, uh, to be able to come on tonight because it's, it's already uh, almost midnight and I'm ready to go. You know, I needed like two days of rest to get back on my feet. I can't do it like I used to years ago. So, um, you know, you got to pace yourself. And I didn't do that. I didn't. I think I started on like Wednesday and just gradually just kind of built up that tolerance to drink. And by Sunday, it was like it was on. But, you know, I was doing fine until I hit my destination because I made a few pit stops before I got to my destination, which was the Alamo Dome. So I Ubered it. You know, obviously, I have one of my personal um, Uber drivers, a really good friend of mine who will who will make it his, his appearance on this uh, podcast at some point. And... Uh, you know, that guy, he's got some good stories to tell. Um, he said he wants to be like, if you guys are familiar with the Howard Stern show, you know how uh, Howard has his personal driver, Ronnie. He wants to be my Ronnie. I'm like, dude, I am no Howard Stern. And, uh, dude, you can you can drive me anywhere, Uber me everywhere, and that's cool, you know. And uh, But I thought it was hilarious. We talked about that, and... Uh, um, it's something that I was thinking about, um, as I was recouping from just a crazy, crazy couple days, uh, trying to regroup today. I finally got my legs back and I'm like, okay, cool. Um, so I'm, I'm, uh, rec- in recovery mode still. Yeah. Anyway, 
I appreciate you guys supporting me on this platform on YouTube. And um, I'm, I'm up to 25 subscribers as of right now. And that right there is really cool, man. I appreciate everybody that has subscribed to my page. Uh, friends, family, new friends. I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. I'm going to try to entertain you and uh, keep you informed and give you my opinion on a few stories that come across my radar. Uh, hopefully, I'll do a good job at it. And if not, that's cool. Um, it's like a water cooler talk, right? When you go to work and you know, you're able to, uh, yeah, at the coffee pot, you're there with your buddies and we're making a K-cup or whatever you guys do. Drink your Starbucks or your uh, Dutch Brothers. I'm a Dutch Brother guy. I love Dutch Brothers. Anyway, uh, yeah, water cooler talk. You know, stuff that, that you uh, you talk about and you bring up that you heard about over the weekend or something that, you know, you've been really wanting to sound off on. You know, tweet at me, at Johnny Compion, and, and leave me, you know, a, a, a message. And uh, I'll try to come on here and read it. Or you can come on with me. I can Zoom you in, and um, we can uh, hang out, drink beer over Zoom. Uh, that sounds fun, right? I've already spilled one beer. I already got beer all over my leg. I had a, just a mess. I'm not, I'm telling you, I'm not back to myself still. So bear with me, okay? Bear with me. Let's get the you know with through this together because I'm going to need your help. Um, and I know that you people witnessed and went through the same thing that I did because there was uh, a couple thousand of fellow San Antonians and people from all over uh, Texas and other places that were coming in for this show. Um. So it was good to see a lot of people that I know. Uh, a lot of friends came up and said hi. And, uh, you know, they, they really surprised the hell out of me when they're like, dude, you're, you know, we really appreciate your podcast. And so that was some good love, man, that I got. I got it from a couple people, and it, it felt good that you guys are uh, actually paying attention and trying to see what I'm trying to do here, right? Um, it's something new, and I, I know it's going to take a lot of getting used to, but I'm going to be here for as long as I can for you guys and, um, and, and do this because I, I really enjoy doing this. I, I'm, I'm getting more reps as we, get, we move on with more podcasts. It's a lot of work to, to do, so you know, I'm, I'm trying to be really consistent and trying to put the best product out there for you guys to, uh, to check out because you guys – you know, you really need to um, keep people engaged, and and that's what I'm going to try to do with a, a few stories and my opinion on what I, I see and what I do and, you know, if I'm around friends or if I see something and, you know, on social media, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to either tweet it out or I'll, I'm, that's, I'm the, the new thing that I'm doing. I used to do that before when I first started at uh, Twitter, I would just like, go out there and just, I would be a part of, I would try to be a part of every conversation. Anything that was uh, coming my way on my feed, I would comment on it. And then I was like, wow, people are going to get annoyed by me. Um, and it happens. People are like, dude, shut up. Like, we really don't care, you know, especially tweeting. But when you do something like this where, you know, I'm still tweaking my cameras and, and doing trying to do a couple new things and, 
you know, still trying to set up some some people to come in because I got a couple of microphones and uh, other places where people can hang out in here. There's a a bar right behind me and a fully stocked fridge. Um, so there's plenty to do inside the man cave. So it's just not the name of the show. You know, it's actually my man cave. This is where I do a lot of my work. Um, this is where I, uh, um, I create magic. You know, I spend a lot of time in here in the dungeon. And, uh, this is what I do for a living. So, uh, I appreciate the support and the patience. So, man, let's get to it. You know, Sunday night, it was, uh, a, a, well, actually, the, the beginning of the weekend, Friday was kind of like, man, it was like Christmas to me. You know, it's like, oh, God, like I just was trying to focus on other things and do stuff. And, you know, you, you really can't ride. I, I will be riding my motorcycle everywhere. But, man, it's uh, it's it's hot as hell. And I'm a helmet guy. You know, I, I, I try to wear my helmet all the time, you know, because... Uh, you know, it's a, it's a safety thing for me. So, and, but it gets hot as hell, man. And I get kind of, you know, I get kind of claustrophobic sometimes. So, you know, I have a hard time when it's really hot. Um, so hopefully it'll start cooling off soon. And I love this transition time because, you know, October rolls around and then we are moving in a little bit further and uh that's what that's my time because it's nice to nice riding weather and it's good to be out you know but um it's crazy because that was my original plan i'm gonna ride into the uh i'm gonna ride my motorcycle into the uh stadium show on sunday that was one of my plans and then i was like you know what no because they opened up the whole dome they opened up the whole dome and the dome is going to be a big part of this conversation that I'm, I'm going to try to have with you guys. And it starts with what I went through on Sunday because it, it was kind of, uh, I knew going in, I, I told you guys that I'm not a huge fan of the Alamo dome. To me, it's outdated. Um, it was new and just shiny way back. And now it's just one of those eyesores that you go into every time as a local and you see it and you, but you attend other stadiums and this is what it, you know, you, you attend them and they haven't, they updated the scoreboards in there. I don't know what else, but the concessions and everything else that comes along with that place just needs to go. I said it. I apologize if I offend anybody, but that place is outdated. And one of my stories that I'm going to talk about after I set this up is about the dome once again, because something else is going to happen there soon in January of 2023. So, um, you know, I want to slowly get to my point about the Alamo Dome, but not only the Alamo Dome, San Antonio, downtown San Antonio. Yeah, the city, everybody's going through something financially, right? 
we're losing a lot of places. People are losing jobs left and right. You're reading about that. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. Uh, I hadn't been downtown San Antonio in a while. Um, and it was kind of depressing. I get it. I Uber in. My buddy lets me off right where the Cameo Theater is. Used to go to a lot of concerts there. You know, it's an old school venue. You know, they a lot of bands been through there, and uh, it was a, a place to go and watch local metal bands there. Really cool spot. A lot of good memories. If those walls could talk, there'd be some cool stories. Um, man, just really good times. I miss those times. I'm glad I was part of it. But now going back, it was just really just like a a kick to the gut. Like, wow. It, you know, I told my buddies, like, hey, drop me off by a bar where I could get a couple of beers and, uh, you know, just have a couple of beers and get ready for the show. I already had had a few, but I wanted a couple more, you know, going into the dome. And uh, so I, I, he drops me off at this place. He's like, go right in here. And that place used to be a little bar as well next to the cameo. I don't know the name of it. I don't remember the name of it. <laughs> if he told me the name, I really don't remember the name, but... Um, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just, mm. it was a bad, I mean, yeah, I, I ended up in the the beginning, I ended up going there and getting two beers. That was cool. But, you know, it's like, that was the only place. There was no other options. Instead, if, if, if you wanted to go into downtown, which was right across 37, the highway you can go into downtown go into the hooters or go into the yard house or there's a couple of the bars that are close by that you can go to but i felt that the city could have done a little bit more for us because you have the sunset station right there i remember there was a lot of cool shows at that place we've seen the deftones there that place was a a cool place to go check out shows. Seven Dust. I mean, there was a bunch of bands that I saw there. And um, that place has disappeared. There's so many areas in there to, uh, you know, there's restaurants there. I don't know what's there anymore. It just looked empty and just abandoned to me. I didn't want to look too much. I don't know if I'm stand correct on that, but to me, it just looked all abandoned. I don't know why you didn't have any food vendors, any food trucks, like, did anybody not know that, you know, over 50,000 people were going to be at the Alamo Dome on Sunday? You know, we could have had a, a little beer garden going in, like a little pre-party. But no, you, I mean, it, it was just so, it was like an abandoned town. There was a, a bar that used to be in the corner right there, uh, right before that one bar that I was at. And I was like, maybe I'll go in there to get a beer. It was like the depot, the uh, bar depot. I, I don't. I have no clue what that place was. And but I remember there was a bar there. Um, and that I look and there was nothing there. That bar just shut down. So I look around. There's nothing. It's like you know, might as well just go into the dome. You know, it was early, 
So I was like, I guess so. I wanted to drink a little bit more before I went in, and that just didn't happen. There was no place to go to get something to eat and to get a drink and another drink and then head into the show. So I was like, you know what? Okay, fine. I'm, I'm good. Um, I had just had breakfast. And uh, so anyway, I go into the dome. Uh, it was pretty hot, pretty hot here in, in San Antonio. Uh, go in there, and the place is just packed wall to wall, okay? There's like chaos everywhere. It's like, what the? Okay, first thing, I'm like, you know what? Let me get a beer and then go to my seat. Well, I had a, I was on the floor, so I'm like, okay, I got to get a wristband. Dah, 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 and there's like a huge line that's to do this process. Like, oh, God. And it was already hot, a little hot in there. I was like, well, it was only like four something. I'm like, well, this is going to be a long day. Like, wow. I looked to my left. There was a, a, like a beer thing there. I think it was something, some big beer company was there and they had beer. So the lines were just like, just packed. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll wait and then go to my seat and get a beer. Um, <laughs> I go in, Joan Jett is playing and, you know, doing her thing. So I'm like, okay, let me go into this area over here and, uh, get something to drink, go to the bathroom, get a, get a beer and then go check out Joan Jett set. And, um, it was a massive line. And I'm like, why is it taking so long? I'm standing in line like, what is taking so long, right, to get a beer? And I, I, I start moving up a little bit. It's really slow pace. Like, why is it so slow? Well, th- what they were doing there, they didn't have any beer tabs or anything on tab. They had um, bottled beer and uh, like in a can. And they had Dos Equis, you know, in a, in, a, in a can as well. So they were opening them up, putting them in the cup. Open up, put, so you would get a, a cup of foam. <laughs> they didn't know what they were doing. They were just told, hey, you guys pour this beer. We don't want them to have cans. You know, they can't be, we can't trust them. Give them a, give them a can. I mean, take the can away from them, put it in a cup. And give them all foam. So you're paying, you know, I don't know how much, I forgot what the beers cost. So it took me about 25 minutes to get a beer. One beer. Go to my seat, watch, you know, Joan play a little bit. She's done. I go back, um, try to jump back in the beer. It is like 10 times longer than the the line before. And these guys behind the concession stand are just going slow. I was like, you know what, forget it. I try to go up to the main concord, and it's like maybe there'll be shorter lines. It was even worse. It was even worse. Like lines everywhere to get anything. It was just insane. There was a lot of people there. I don't know the total attendance of the show, the Motley Crue show, but I know there was over 50. I talked to a friend of mine who was working the show and he's like yeah there's only over 50 thou it's like okay wow that's that's impressive very impressive but that's great yeah we we show up you know there's a lot of fan music fans that have just you know they want to see this they want to witness the stadium tour 
right? And uh, it was just such a disappointment and letdown to me. You know, you pay all this money to get into the venue. They do a huge service charge. And this is the kind of service you get. It's so disappointing. You know, whoever's running that place, whoever's running the Alamo Dome, whoever that is, the director of the Alamo Dome needs to be fired. Fire him. And then fire the person that hired him. Fire him too. Fire his ass too. The operation systems you guys got going on in there are crap. There's people paying top dollar to sit on those floor seats. And and every, I mean, anybody paying to go inside that venue, the dome, was paying a lot of money to go see this concert. I read somewhere that, that this stadium tour was grossing $4 million, $4 million a show. $4 million plus a show. Okay, yeah, I, I get it. Okay, that's... I'm not, I don't care about that. If you want to go and you want to spend that money, you're going to drop it, right? You're going to drop it. 4000 for a ticket, I'll take two. Okay, cool. People can, some people can do that. Some people can't. And some people save up their savings or been bought tickets years ago. And, you know, this is what they, they wait for. You, you go to your local place and they have not $12 nachos and um, a hot dog. That's all they had. And beer. I think they had like a pizza place in there. It was packed. Everything was packed. I don't know. They need to they need to update that place. We're not at a high school game or um you know something low level. I'm not trying to put that down, but you know serving nachos and hot dogs to people paying a lot of money. You can at least have something. I mean, when you go to the AT&T Center, you have Whataburger, you have this, you have that. What is going on? You have you have football games in there, and that's my gripe with the Alamo Dome. It's a piece of crap. It's a piece of crap. It's a horrible place for shows. You know, it, it just all the way around, so much disappointment. You know, it, it and after that it took, you know, I met I I watched three songs in Poison and was stuck the whole time trying to get beer. Same thing with Def Leppard. Three, four songs and then I was stuck getting beer. Through the whole set. I missed it. Like people paying people are in line, man. Everywhere, people are trying to get beer. It's crazy. I heard it from everybody. Everybody was like, man, getting pissed off at these guys and behind these uh, concession stands because, you know, they were only taking uh, debit cards. And I, it was just a, it was a huge mess. You have to be prepared for, for things like this. You can't have... You know, for a city like San Antonio, I mean, no wonder, no wonder. I mean, you go and watch a show in Austin or in Houston or in Dallas or wherever else. You at least have places to get a little bit of options. 
here it's like man i'm like i'm going to a concert in, in seguin or something no diss on seguin but i'm just like dude come on and i heard that the mayor of san antonio ron nuremberg was in the house um and he was in a in a skybox one of the skyboxes and i'm thinking to myself i'm sure he the the mayor of san antonio who's supposedly a huge rock fan that there was pictures and evidence of him being at a judas priest concert a few months back uh and i thought that was cool yeah okay cool uh but as a mayor, wouldn't you bring your, if you can have a box like that, bring your staff, man. Hey, look, this is what we got to do. You go in there. They don't want to go in there and have nachos and, and hot dogs and pizza, right? They, man, they're like, you know what? Get so-and-so in here. We need that. We need tacos. We need that. Da, 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 da. They're not going to go hang out at a place where they're just serving I mean, come on. Come on, Mayor. You can't just sit back and, and allow this. This used to be one of the greatest cities to hang out in and party, go out to dinner right before a show. There were so many things around us that we can go and enjoy before going to a show or a movie or a show at downtown. It seems like just, I, I don't know. It was so weird. I know it was a Sunday, but still. You know that you have an opportunity to make money. You can get food trucks out there. Just put the word out there. You're the freaking mayor of the city. I mean, how can you sit back and, well, I can see why. You know, he doesn't, I, I mean, if I was the mayor and, you know, I had, I can go and hang out with Motley Crue and, and, greet them and welcome to my city uh, and do that with Def Leppard and, and Poison and Joan Jett. Yeah, I'm sure you would, right? But what, what are the people, your citizens of your city saying about what we got to deal with? You know, with long lines, it can't be perfect, right? I mean, it's not acceptable at the AT&T Center, right? So why should it be acceptable at the Alamo Dome? Hmm? Do something. You want to keep this dome? You want to bring, are you just worried about the conventions and all that other crap? Dude, better the, the city for shows to come in here. This city is suffering for venues, for, for bands to come in. Man, look what they did up in Austin. They're doing so much. They're moving and shaking. There's so many cool areas in this city of san antonio that you can you know um have great venues you know i remember seeing the deftones at the old lone star brewery place that place was cool you know the way it was set up it was it was cool as hell but it was just like spontaneous it was just weird you know it was cool Cool vibe. They had to power up somewhere because they didn't have anything out there. There was no power. I don't know how they powered that show up, but the Deftones went out there and tore it up. 
But that's what I that's what I remember this because there was places right down the street we can walk down the street, right there on uh, I forget, um, in Southtown. There's bars all along. We drank all the way into that that Lone Star place. I was like, I couldn't even find water going into this freaking Alamo Dome on Sunday. <laughs> it was insane. You have money, and wh- wh- where do I spend my money? Hey, where do I buy water? Where can I buy something instead of hot dogs and nachos and freaking, like, pizza? Like, I don't, I don't want to eat that. I want something better than that or something different. Dude. You guys need to step up your game. You need to step up your game. You know, I, I miss that whole, I mean, you we pay so much for these tickets. And then you're spending, yeah, and don't give me this, like, oh, you don't have to drink. Hey, you know what? When I go, I'll do what I want to do. If I want to drink, I want to drink soda. I want to drink beer. I want to drink a ice cooler or whatever. I'm just saying, it, it's so frustrating as a loco to go in and watching everybody kind of look at each other like, dude, what? We are packed in here, and there's really not. We're in here all day from 4 to almost midnight. And that's all. And you're going to shut us down at 9. We're shutting everything down at 9. When Motley comes on, there's no more beer. You better have gotten your fill because now, you know, yeah, it was it was crazy. Insane. I had a great, great time watching some of the music and listening, because that's all I did. I, I saw a uh, couple of bands, and I was in the beer line. While our mayor was up there hanging out, maybe he had his own, you know, beer tab. and I didn't get no invite up there. I should have. We could have talked about things. We could have said, hey... Uh, Hey, Mayor, why don't we do this? Why don't we invite uh, Whataburger in here? Why don't we invite, um, I don't know, whoever. I'm sure there's a couple places that would be willing to bring some food up and cater it or sell product in there to make some money and, you know, to help everybody just have a better time than we did. I don't know about you guys. But it was, I didn't eat anything there. I was like, I'm not eating a stale freaking nachos. I'm not eating a hot dog nor pizza. So I didn't eat till I got home almost at midnight. You know, that you could buy water and you, I was like, it was just a disaster. That was the main part. That was the main part of that. And I know that I'm going on about it, but it was a problem. It was a problem because it affected a lot of people, not just just me personally. I was hearing it from everybody. Everybody in line was so frustrated, you know. And I, and I get it. There was it, it was just a disaster. It was a disaster. But anyway, let's get to the main point of you know why I'm I'm coming. On. I'm going to review this Motley Crue show. It, man, it, that show stood stood up i I really you know you had people i read read a lot of reviews on facebook and twitter 
and Instagram, people had their pictures up and, you know, every, everybody put up their stuff that, that, you know, that they, uh, you know, all the pictures they took during the show and video, I have a lot of that. I'm going to share a lot with you on this podcast. So there was a lot of cool pictures. I was in the front row um, on the left side of the stage where Nikki Six was. So, um, yeah, I went from the sixth row to the front row. There was no, there was a lot of empty seats. So I was like, I'm going to move up. And sure enough, it was really cool. Motley, you know, never disappoints. You know, this one guy, one guy that I feel that deserves a lot of credit, a lot of credit, because a lot, you know, everything that this that, that this brand brings, the attention is always on Tommy Lee, Vince Neal, Nikki Six. You never hear about Mick Mars. You never hear about Mick. And just listening to him Sunday night, I just learned to appreciate him more and more. And Mick, I, I, my head, you know, comes off to you, man. You are an inspiration. You're so good at what you do. You know, it's been so many years listening to you live, been able to watch you live, and you're still doing it. You're still doing it at a high level. And yeah, there was there was a couple of, um, I think in the Baltimore uh, local media, they came out and somebody did a review and they were like, ah. Mick was trying to keep up with Tommy, and it just didn't sound right. Some guy did a review on it, and the guy was off. The, whoever wrote that didn't know what the hell they were writing. Uh, I wish I had his Twitter handle, and I would tweet at him and let him know because he's he's way off. Uh, they were they sounded great, of course. Uh, Tommy was just solid, man, and uh, uh, you know Nicky's just you know he's. He's the backbone, you know, with, along with Tommy Lee. And Vince, you know, Vince held his own. You know, Vince held his own and, and did his own. But, but, man, the guy that stood out to me was Mick Mars. Mick Mars. Um, and earlier, I think uh, his, his girlfriend or his wife, I'm not too sure, so uh, tweeted something out with a picture of Mick. And I put a heart on it. And I, I mentioned something and she came back and she hit it like and put a heart on my on my page. And that was really cool. I'll take a picture of that and share it with you guys, because, you know, that's cool that she took the time to recognize that, you know, Mick Mars is a huge part of Motley Crue. I cannot picture Motley Crue without Mick Mars. I said it. Yeah, Tommy was gone for a while. And we had a fill-in drummer. Vince was gone for a while, and it's still, yeah. Um, but I think if you would you ever try to replace Mick Mars, it just wouldn't, it just wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. That's my opinion. Um, he's such a big, big part of that band. You know, being so close and watching him, you know, just his craft, you know, just the, the energy he brings at his age. 
you think of that because, you know, the Rolling Stones, the Rolling Stones come out and do their thing. You see Mick Jagger, you know, I saw uh, the Rolling Stones not too long ago. And Mick was like right on, you know, he's just, he is the energy behind that band. And he is just, man, he's, you, you got to keep up with Mick. Um, and Keith Richards, he slowed down and, and, and Ron Wood as well. You can tell they've slowed down, but they're still, you know, they're, st- man, they're rock stars. They're, 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 uh, they are rock and roll, man. So yeah, you know, just like you see, uh, you know, Mick Mars and, uh, and people are kind of like, Oh, look, he's just barely moving. Dude, why are you focus on how he's getting around? Focus on his craft and what he brings to this band and how powerful he makes this band sound. They got one guitar player <laughs> and look how monstrous they sound. If you were there on Sunday, you know, it, it's it was so cool to see. You know, and I've said this, there's a lot of people who who don't um who are not Motley Crue fans. They Okay, uh really quick. You know, this is uh this segment is sponsored by uh, the Brown Bag Special. Get it to Logo Bodega right down the street. It's always ice down and cold. Appreciate it, my buddy down there. always cold and uh anyway like i'm saying it, it's so cool to see mick mars for so many years and to still see him do it at this level it's very impressive very very impressive my hat's off to to mick mars he does not get enough credit he does not he doesn't get enough credit you know, we're talking about uh, Vince's vocals. We're talking about Tommy's penis. We're talking about Nikki, whatever. But what about Mick? What about Mick? Mick fucking Mars. He is Motley Crue. A lot of people are, you know, they don't pay attention to, to Mick. You know, they're like, eh. You know, we, we want to see uh, Vince. We want to see Tommy go crazy, uh, go on one of his benders. And I'm going to talk about that because, you know, I'm going to play this video for you. And, you know, this is what Tommy talks about. Fuck! What the fuck else are you supposed to say about <laughs> well, can you guys hear me okay? Greg, turn me the fuck up. Okay, cool. Well, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, we had like a two-week break uh, off the tour, and I went on a motherfucking bender, bro. A bender. Sideways as fuck and got naked and posted pictures of my dick. And, <laughs> and you and usually, I mean I'm a titty man, so I like to see titties, but tonight, 
Tonight it's equal opportunity night. Tonight, I want to see everyone's dick. Come on, brothers, pull your shit out. Pull your fucking junk out. Let's go. You ready? My man in the pink shirt. You can, he's got a pink shirt on. He's ready to pull his dick out. The wife says no. Divorce. Yeah, I mean, that was hilarious. It was so cool that, you know, I felt like whipping it out. I was going to go for it. The dude in the pink shirt was, he. that was his opportunity. Like, dude, pull it out. You're going directly to jail. And then you're going to be, everybody, I was like, whoa. But. If you're going to do that, you got to be ready, man. If you're going to if you're going to pull out your hot dog like Tommy said, pull out your hot dog. <laughs> this is what they were selling at the dome. Pull out your hot dog. You got to be ready because what Tommy brought to the table, you got to match that. If you that, that's why the guys are like, "Uh uh Yeah, where's the uh, the boobs at? Yeah, let's talk about the boobs. <laughs> it Yeah. Very funny. Tommy talks about when they were on the the uh, their two week break a couple weeks ago. He went on a fucking bender, and it's Motley Crue. That that's what I talked about. I always talk about that these guys, you know, they're they've been known for all this kind of craziness, and they're still doing it. It was awesome to see. Um. They didn't play my favorite song. I tweeted at Nikki Six. I'm like, dude, take Smoking in the Boys Room out. Um, take Livewire out. Fill it with something else. Um, same old situation. Take that out. Change it up a little bit. But they didn't. Um, so it was it was it was cool. It's Motley fucking crew in your city. Uh, my poster is right behind. If you can see it up there, that is the poster, the stadium tour poster for San Antonio, which I got another problem with. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you that the artists that they, they allowed to, uh, they gave access to do the poster for San Antonio was from Austin. I forgot his name. The, the, his name is on the poster behind me, which is very cool. Cause I'm a, I'm a motorcycle guy. I have an Indian motorcycle, a dark horse. And um, that poster up there was like, wow, I have to have that. I have to put that in the man cave. And I was lucky enough to get one. Now they're selling for hundreds of dollars on eBay. So I was fortunate enough to get it. I got a lot of traction when I was posting it because I didn't have enough energy to do anything else. I was like, let me just put it in the frame, put it up, tweet it out. And man, got a lot of reaction on Instagram, on Facebook, on TikTok. It was good. I, I appreciate the feedback on that. Um, man, it was just it was an awesome night. I'm so happy that I went and I I was there to witness that. It, 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 even though there was a lot of stuff that sucked, um, I made it through. Saw a lot of good friends. Um, 
you know, that that's what it's all about. You know, that's what it's all about. You know, going out there and enjoying yourself and, uh, you know, just uh, because you don't know if it's going to happen again. I mean, who knows? Who knows what they're going to do after this, after the stadium tour, which is there's only a handful of dates coming up and that's it. You know, they're done. I don't know what else they're doing. Everybody goes their separate ways. They split the money and let's move on. I don't know what Motley's doing. I heard Nikki Six is going to be a part of that um, that tribute to Taylor Hawkins in L.A. Uh, I wish I could go to that. That's going to be something really cool to attend. Um, there will be a lot of big-time musicians there, and uh, I'll definitely be talking about that. But, you know, back to this Motley show. And it, it was it was so good. You know, like I'm gonna go back and start with Joan. Joan brought it. Joan Joan Jett, you know, she is a pro man. She's gonna come out and and play her hits and do her thing and she's gone. But she's gonna she's gonna bring it. She is not gonna half fast the show. She fucking brings it. Joan Jett is my favorite. I love Joan. Been a... Uh, uh, huge fan since I was young during the MTV days when that video would come on or those videos, different videos they would come on. I was, I was all over that. MTV was my era, man. I, I loved it. I loved the music videos. It was fun. Um, so that's where I saw a lot of the stuff. You saw Def Leppard, you know, when they had that top 10, you would see Def Leppard a lot. Poison. Poison came out. Brett, man, Brett brings it. He is, uh, his band sounds great. Um, it's good to hear them. They sound happy and he, it was cool to bring his, he brought his daughter out and he's like taking pictures there in their live set because they're just impressed by all these people. <laughs> Everybody, it was packed. Like you're seeing all over my social media page, the pictures there was a lot of people in San Antonio that turned out and enjoyed that. But there were some downfalls that we need to fix. Um, you know, so I, I really am just happy that I made it through. And I was able to uh, witness the stadium tour. And it's not over because I got more stuff coming up for you guys um, with this stadium tour. So stay tuned on this podcast because I got some other stuff up my sleeve. And uh, so, you know, I don't think this is the only thing I'll be doing on the stadium tour. I'll probably be doing a little bit more. But as the information comes in, I'll let you guys know. And we'll... Um, we'll um, kind of reminisce on what happened and the buildup to whatever's going to happen next with this stadium tour at the end, because, you know, um, I might be traveling there. So anyway, I want to get to some, uh, sporting news here and, uh, it involves the Alamo dome. Once again, I told you guys in the beginning of this podcast that, you know, I had more to talk about the Alamo Dome. The San Antonio Spurs, you know, uh, used to play in the Alamo Dome back in the day. And uh, before the AT&T, when they knocked the hemisphere arena down and then 
They didn't have the AT&T Center. They didn't want to go play at the Freeman. They should have played at the Freeman. Uh, why did you need? Well, I'm not going to get into it about the AT&T Center because there's a lot to say there. Um, but whatever. I'm not, I'm not going to blow up on that because I already have before. But the San Antonio Spurs, January 23rd, uh, they're going to play the Golden State Warriors at the at the Alamo Dome, and they want to set an NBA record for attendance. Uh, so they want to hit like I think they want to have more than sixty five thousand in there. And I uh, just want to warn you, people who are buying these tickets that range between three hundred and fifty dollars and sixteen hundred dollars. You know, on these. Uh, other markets you know that are are picking it up that are getting these tickets and they're they're selling them you know at these hefty prices you know the 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 section 300s which are way at the top at the dome 350 and up what are you kidding me and you want 65,000 right and you're going to give them nachos and you're going to give them hot dogs and pizza and you're going to pour their beer in a cup. You think the Spurs crowd that sit way in the in the floor, the, the season ticket holders that, well, I don't know if a lot are still around because Tim and uh, I don't know how it is. I haven't been to a game in years. So I, I really can't speak on that. But those people, they're used to having a VIP lounge where they go to and they you know, especially the media members too. The media members go in there and they expect their stuff to be, I need my food, I need my salad or whatever you're making me. Um, so it's going to be crazy that you want to get 65,000 people in the Alamo Dome for a game. What? <laughs> and they're going to broadcast it on, in, you know, on ESPN. Um, I don't know what they're thinking because you're going to get the same stuff that we did the other night from Motley Crue because they're, I guarantee you, I guarantee you that there will not be the people that they're asking for unless you give those tickets out. I don't think people are willing to pay to uh, to go be at the Alamo Dome, that for that I mean, you don't have a squad, man. You do not have the squad to put out there to attract that. You can't even sell out the AT and T Center right now. So what makes you think just because you're the Spurs, the five time NBA champions, you can roll into the Alamo Dome and sell it out like that, and people are gonna pay all these, you know inflated prices for these tickets the secondary markets i mean it's incredible you know you're seeing that on stubhub and the tickets are freaking outrageous expensive the more the closer you want to get you know it, it's um and and there you know this this article that i saw it was on uh i think it was the washington examiner where i saw this article and and they were saying, you know, they did a story on it and they talked about, you know, all these tickets that are selling on secondary market and, 
you know, they're saying that they're expected to fill every one of those 64,000 seats. I'm like, wait a minute. No, no, I, I don't think so. It's crazy. I want to see it. I don't want to go there. I'm never, ever going back into the Alamo Dome. I'm never going back in there, no matter what. Unless you 2 comes to the Alamo Dome, I'll suffer again. Other than that, mm-mm. nope, not doing it. And it's crazy because I remember when they had the Rock Fest downtown. I mean, at the Alamo, I mean... At the AT&T Center. And it would put everybody outside. (laughs) Oh, man. It's brutal. But at least you were able to go inside. And there was food trucks. There was other stuff. Alamo Dome was a disaster. It was insane. That's all I'm saying. I really want to see this. I'm going to keep my eyes out on this story. Because I think it's outrageous on what they're thinking. I mean, you really think people right now have the money to pay that those, you know, overinflated prices to go in and watch a Golden State in San Antonio? No. No, I don't think so. So, you know, I wish you well, Spurs, but I I don't think you're going to get your your record, man. So ESPN might have to bail on that. Anyway, I want to get into another story that uh, ran across my radar. And, um, you know, this one involves a former San Antonio Spur. The worm, Dennis Rodman, he's back in the news. Um, He is going, he says he's got permission to go to Russia to help that girl. He says, uh, I, I got, he told NBC News, he's, I got permission to go to Russia to help that girl. He's referring to Brittany Grinder who is doing a lot of time and shame, shame on our government for not helping her out. Yeah, she was, I I understand she was trying to, to sneak in the cartridges into Russia. Yeah, she fucked up. I know that. But you... Yeah, it's insane. But my point is, Biden said, we need to get her out of there right away. He just said it. What does that mean? I, I Do something. I know that people were there during the trial because I was watching it live. And the people from the United States were there in the courtroom. Uh, and they kind of sounded off on it after the sentencing. And they went on their way. So is this what it takes, you know, to, to get a a former NBA, NFL? But it's crazy how Dennis always steps up, always wants to help. And he gets the wrong rap on it because people are like, you're crazy. You're Kim Jong-un's friend. You associate with him. Look what he's doing to his people. What are you doing there while you're there? Are you partying? I, I don't know if you ever saw that documentary on Rodman going into North Korea and the way Kim Jong-un um, just greets him 
and everything they do together and hang out. It's incredible. It's incredible. But this is what what is going on, right? With uh, he's willing to step up and go help, dude. If nobody's gonna do it, nobody's gonna go into Russia. Even right now, he said he's going this week, and it's hot. It's hot between Ukraine and Russia. Russia's uh, Ukraine is saying they're gonna get hit, and Russia's saying we're gonna hit them as hard as we can because there's a holiday going on there, and we're gonna just. It's not a good time, man. It's not a good time. But Rodman is like, you know what? They got the best vodka. I'm going to go hang out and go hang out with Putin. Maybe call uh, Kim and maybe he can sneak into Russia. We can drink some vodka, hang out, go to a couple strip clubs with Putin and, you know, urinate on each other and um, hang out and try to help out that girl. He's referring to Brittany Grinder. It's going to be very interesting. I praise Rodman for doing this. If it takes a sports, a celebrity like him to go in there and do what he's going to do, more power to you, my brother. And I appreciate that because you're stepping up. You know, you don't see anybody else. Yeah, there's people, I think, from the... uh, I think the WNBA or NBA that are going over to Russia to to see Brittany Grinder. She's there. She's already I, I I don't know if they are assigned her to a job already or I mean who knows what they they have her doing. It's incredible that she she's going to do all that time. But if Rodman can get her out and, you know, they have the power, you know, Hollywood, NBA, NFL, former players. Do we use their powers? Why don't we get rid of everybody in charge in the United States and put these celebrities? I mean, you hear of uh, Brad Pitt and George Clooney doing all these good things, um, doing a lot of good things for different countries, donating. They know. They know where these problem places are, and they can resolve things. It's not all about lining their pockets with money. They want to help. You know? Um there's so many celebrities out there that I can name. Sean Penn. Sean Penn is another one. Very, and people would disagree because, you know, the way things are right now in the political world, you say one thing and people are going to just attack you and just rip you to shreds because they're like, you don't think the way I do. And then it's on. That's why I try to stay away from that. I'm like, you know what? I want to talk about what's going on in San Antonio. I want to talk about that. I I stay away from that because it's not a healthy environment to be in when people are fighting about things and you hear so many horrible things that are happening. 
and you see it in your news and on your uh, Twitter feed, wherever you get your news from, and that's what I don't get. That's what I don't get. Like, you know, they these these guys, Dennis Rodman, when he went into North Korea, the the bat, the just the the flack that he got. I got so many death threats. I got so many death threats. I was sitting there protecting everything, and I believed in North Korea. And when I went home, I couldn't even go home. I couldn't even go home. I had to hide out for 30 days. I couldn't even go home. But I kept my head up high, brother. It, it tore him up, and people laughed at him. And, it, it, man, he was in a bad place for a long time. I get it. Yeah, you, you're fraternizing with this dictator. But if he can calm the environment down a little bit and get in there and, and talk some sense and say, hey, look, you don't need to do this. I'm all for it. I want to know where he got his permission from. I want to know where he got a permission to go. Like, he's like, I got the permission to go to Russia. I'm going in. Um, it'd be cool to see. I, I'm going to look up and see if I can find anything, and, and I'll run it for you so you can listen to Rodman because we're going to hear a lot about this story. You're going to hear a lot about – you're going to get a lot of back, back flack on this, on, on Dennis Rodman going to Russia and and talking to Putin. Um. But if he knows, if he can help in any way, like I said, nobody else is stepping up. No one else. They're just like, Dude, you know what? Just Brittany Grinder, just hang loose. We'll be there uh, maybe in a couple of months, maybe a year, maybe two years. We'll try to see if we can get you. No, you got to get her out now. And that's why he stepped up and said, Dennis Robin stepped up the worm the former San Antonio Spur is stepping up and he's going to go and try to see what he can do. And, you know, in the process, just like when he goes to North Korea, he gets shit faced. And in Russia, they have that good vodka. So, and he loves that shit. So he's going to go over there, party, hang out and, you know, do what Rodman does. I'm sure there'll be more places to go to who knows? Who knows what's going on in Russia right now? Um, so I don't know if he's going to try to take anybody with him or is he going solo? A lot of interesting questions going on with this. I'm going to keep my eyes and ears open on this story. You know, uh, I, I think it's going to get very, very interesting. He said he's going this week, so stay tuned. To this podcast inside the inside the Man Cave Podcast Show, follow me on Twitter at Johnny Compion. Follow me and subscribe to my YouTube channel, and all the platforms, you know, social media and the platforms where you can get Spotify, where you can get inside the Man Cave. I appreciate all the support. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. It was good to see everybody at the Motley Crew Show. And get some good feedback on this podcast inside the man cave. Thanks for the love and support. I promise I won't let you guys down. Take care. 
And this podcast was sponsored by the Brown Bag Special. Tweet at me at Johnny Compion on Twitter. And you can also support the podcast show on anchor.fm slash Johnny5150.